Talking benefits. 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 Talking. Talking. Talking benefits. You're listening to Talking Benefits, the podcast brought to you by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans. Every month, we dive into retirement, healthcare, hot topics and trends, and whatever else the benefits industry throws at us. I'm Justin Held. I'm Julie Stick. I'm Ann Patterson. Let's talk benefits. Hello, Talking Benefits listeners. This is a benefits bonus, an extra bite-sized episode to bring you some added benefits content in between our regular episodes. Enjoy. This is Rose Pleva here, one of the producers of the Talking Benefits podcast. In past episodes, you may have heard me singing or talking about my love of pizza and the Real Housewives, but today I'm going to keep it a bit more benefits focused and read you one of my most recent Word on Benefits blog posts titled Five Considerations When Purchasing Stop Loss Insurance. Choosing to self-fund a group health plan has major financial implications for a plan sponsor because it is ultimately responsible for paying all legitimate medical claims that arise. As a result, many self-funded plan sponsors purchase stop-loss insurance, also called excess loss insurance or reinsurance, to help mitigate this risk. The policy is designed to reimburse the plan sponsor for claims exceeding predetermined levels. Here are five important considerations for plan sponsors when purchasing or renegotiating a stop-loss policy. First, choose the right type of deductible. Each stop-loss policy sets a deductible, which is the claim amount threshold, also called the attachment point, that once exceeded will trigger reimbursement from the stop-loss carrier. A specific deductible sets an attachment point per plan participant and reimburses a plan sponsor once the health claims of an individual exceed the attachment point during a certain period. An aggregate deductible is met when the total combined claims of all plan participants reach a predetermined attachment point during a certain period. Plan sponsors will need to determine which deductible, or a blended version of both, is right for them. Specific deductibles are designed to protect against catastrophic claims, whereas aggregate deductibles protect against unexpected overutilization of the health plan. According to the 2020 Employee Benefits Survey, it is most common for plans to utilize a blended deductible arrangement. Second, set the right attachment point. A general rule of thumb is that the stop-loss policy premium will decrease as the attachment point increases. For example, a $100,000 specific deductible may average around $160 per participant per month, whereas a $500,000 specific deductible may only cost about $30 per participant per month. The plan sponsor needs to determine its capacity for paying claims. Is the plan funded such that it can pay a $500,000 or a $1 million claim without reimbursement? Plans with lower reserves or that anticipate increased plan usage may need to pay higher premiums for a lower attachment point so that they are supported by reimbursements through the stop-loss policy. Third, establish a reasonable coverage period. A self-funded health plan sponsor must carefully consider the time periods in which reimbursements will be paid. Reimbursements may be paid based on when the claim is incurred or when the plan sponsor pays the claim. In either case, the period may be limited to the 12-month plan year or may be extended for longer, usually 15 months. For example, assuming a plan year runs from January 1st 
to December 31st, 2022, a 15-15 contract would have an incurred period from October 1st, 2021 through December 31st, 2022, 15 months, and a paid period from January 1st, 2022 to March 31st, 2023, another 15 months. The cost of a policy will vary depending on how many months are covered prior to or after the plan year. A plan sponsor should look for trends in historical claims data to determine which coverage period is appropriate. Fourth, negotiate lasering. A stop-loss insurer may laser a high-risk participant who is more likely to incur extraordinarily high medical claims, for example, hemophilia patients, cancer patients, or children with rare illnesses who are likely to remain on the plan for a long time. This means the insurer refuses to offer stop-loss coverage to the plan sponsor for that participant or will only provide coverage if the plan sponsor accepts a higher specific deductible for that participant. An insurer may laser a participant for the first year of coverage or indefinitely in accordance with the agreed-upon terms of the contract. A plan sponsor may pay a higher premium for a no-new lasers provision that would prevent the insurer from adding any new lasers at the next renewal, but note that this type of provision is only for the next renewal period and not forever. After reviewing these alternatives, a plan sponsor might determine that it simply can't afford stop-loss premiums or the risk of high claims at all and may decide to fully insure the plan instead. And finally, ensure that the stop-loss policy and plan document align. When a stop-loss carrier submits a proposed policy, the plan sponsor should read the entire contract carefully to ensure that it aligns with the provisions of the health plan. For example, some stop-loss policies may exclude classes of people, like COBRA enrollees, retirees, domestic partners, and inactive employees on leave or disability, whereas the health plan might still cover them. Alternatively, a health plan might cover certain treatments like experimental cancer treatments, but the stop-loss policy does not. It is critically important that the group health plan coverage mirrors the stop-loss insurance coverage to ensure that catastrophic claims will be reimbursed. In addition, before a plan sponsor makes changes to its health plan that are more generous than its current provisions, it should confirm that the stop-loss policy will reimburse claims resulting from these changes. This just scratches the surface, everyone. Consider enrolling in the new online certificate and self-funding group health plans to take a deeper dive into this and other considerations like cost containment strategies and plan administration. We hope you enjoyed that benefits bonus. You can find this and many more great posts on the International Foundation's Word on Benefits blog at blog.ifvbp.org. We'll be back in your podcast feeds with a regular Talking Benefits episode soon. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. And subscribe to the show in your podcast app so that our episodes will automatically appear on your mobile device. Talking Benefits is a production of the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, the largest educational association for those working in the benefits industry. If you're into benefits, check out all the International Foundation has to offer at ifvbp.org. Our show is hosted by Julie Stick, Justin Held, and me, Ann Patterson. Produced by Rose Pleva and Stacey Van Alstyne, and edited by Amanda Gilsmer. Today's program is copyrighted in 2022 by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, all rights reserved. The opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and not to be used as legal counsel. 